Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Magic in the Moon podcast. As always, I'm your host, David, and I'm glad to be back with you this week. Uh, I am posting a little bit late today, but it is still Monday, so I'm still, uh, you know, on schedule, if not maybe precisely so. Um, so today I wanted to talk to you about something that is uh, super interesting. This is called, uh, it's an organization called the Church of Light and Shadow. Um, and full disclosure, I am most definitely not a member of this group. I just stumbled across it um, in some of my academic uh, reading and thought it was really fascinating. So I wanted to talk to you guys about this today. So the Church of Light and Shadow According to their website, they exist to forward the work of the morning star in the world under both of his guises, the Christ and Lucifer. It is an independent and autonomous apostolic and sacramental body that is no way dependent upon the See of Rome or upon any other see or authority outside of its own administration. It synthesizes Christian mysticism and traditional witchcraft, offering the sacraments, sponsoring and facilitating group celebrations, and functions of the liturgical holy days, sabbats, and espits, and other special occasions in order to celebrate the seasons, to learn and work magic, and to recognize rites of passage. So I find this really fascinating. Um, there is certainly some controversy, especially online, um, about kind of the blending of Christian elements with forms of witchcraft or forms of paganism, but the reality is um, many of our European ancestors incorporated things from both of those practices without seeing any distinction. Um, so although I personally don't subscribe to a Christian worldview, I do find that this organization proudly states to be both kind of mystical Christian and traditional um, witchcraft based. I think that's really interesting. So let's uh, keep reading. So they do have a statement of principles. It says the Church of Light and Shadow um, it exists to forward the work of the Morning Star, as I already said. And uh, the liberal Catholic Church, which is their parent church, according to them, came into existence as a result of a complete reorganization in 1915 of the old Catholic movement of Great Britain upon a more liberal basis. The church derived its orders from the mother see of the old Catholic movement, the ancient archiepiscopal see of Ulrich in Holland and the Church of Light and Shadow has carefully preserved this succession of orders. The church recognizes seven sacraments, which it enumerates as follows, baptism, confirmation, the Holy Eucharist, absolution, holy unction, holy matrimony, and holy orders. To ensure their efficacy to the worshiper, the administration of all sacramental rites is guarded with the most care. It has preserved an Episcopal succession that is valid as understood throughout the whole of those churches in Christendom that maintain an apostolic succession as a tenet of their faith. Freedom of thought. Membership in most Christian churches rests on the acceptance of a common belief. There is frequently wide discrepancy between the real belief of a thoughtful individual and the official profession that is expected of them. This leads to suppressed belief, to say nothing of insincerity, and tends to check the exercise, the free exercise of the mind. The church permits to members entire freedom in their interpretation of creed, scripture, tradition, and other liturgy, and it asks only that differences of interpretation be expressed courteously. The church holds strongly that belief should be the result of individual study or intuition, not its antecedent, 
A truth is not a truth for a person or revelation until one sees it for oneself. As a person grows spiritually, so will they grow into the perception of the truth. No mere lip profession or superficial assent of the mind can take the place of this growth. And to ask anything less than this is a sacrilege. The Morning Star surely meant his religion to be one of love and freedom, one that would help people at their different stages of spiritual growth. He did not prescribe formula whose literal acceptance should be a condition of salvation. The consequence of being unable to recognize a truth is simply to lose the help of knowledge that the truth may give. The church considers, therefore, that it acts in accordance with the spirit of the morning star and at welcoming and welcoming gladly into its ranks those adults who are still seeking for truth. As a working class of fellowship, it asks of its members not the profession of faith, but their willingness to worship corporately through common ritual. It tries to help them discover truth for themselves by providing them with opportunities for spiritual growth. It asks of them sincerity, tolerance, breadth of mind, curiosity, courtesy of expression, willingness to work, and a constant pursuit of a higher power. The church welcomes to its altars all who reverently and sincerely approach them. It offers blessed sacrament to any who reverently desire it. Candidates are admitted to the church by baptism, or if that has been received in complete form, also by confirmation or admission. Admission is a ceremony in which the person has accepted its membership and a blessing is invoked on their religious aspirations. The church embraces modern progressive theology and beliefs concerning inclusiveness and also traditional solemn forms of worship. We find an easy harmony combining the best liturgical traditions of the cherished apostolic heritage with warm-hearted openness of modernity. The clergy of the Church of Light and Shadow, in common with the priesthood of other churches, holds a commission to teach but claims no authority over the individual conscience. Stress is laid upon their function as ministers of the sacraments and stewards of the mysteries, ready to place themselves in all ways reasonable at the disposal of those who ask for their help. The church neither enjoins nor forbids the marriage of its clergy, and the church has no interest whatsoever in what sexual activity does or does not occur between consenting adults. Neither gender nor gender identity are considered either as requisite for or impediment to church membership, participation, ordination, or any of the sacraments. The Church of Light and Shadow does not, as a body, enter into partisan politics. The Morning Star, in both his aspects, however, is not and has never been neutral, but has always been committed to the realization of earthly freedom for the oppressed. Therefore, the Church, as a body, affirms the universal struggle towards social and political liberation that wells up from the deepest moral and religious commitments of humanity and ultimately from the divine spark within all of creation. So I find this really interesting. And um, although this is not an organization that would be for me personally, as it is far too um, structured and organized for my taste, it does seem to be very focused on equality, particularly um, also for that of women and LGBTQ plus people, which is great. So if you do kind of have... Um, a desire to participate in something that's a little bit more old world and traditional um, that doesn't require a statement of belief and that does really value progressive values and social justice and that also is inclusive of all genders and sexualities. I think this could be a really cool option uh, for some people. So I'm not going to read you their whole website, of course, because that's not um, particularly entertaining. 
But um, for those of you that do want some more information, I will include the link to their website in this episode's description. And I am going to read you um, their membership FAQ. So the first question says, how old must I be to apply for membership? The answer says, we require all our members to be at least 18 years old and prepared not just to study and practice, but also to live what they believe and participate group meetings on a regular basis. Expectations of membership. Becoming a member means becoming a part of a community and part of a spiritual family. On our end, we do our best to ensure that our members have opportunities to get involved, build bonds, seek spiritual growth, and build a thriving practice. However, these opportunities will only amount to what our members make of them, and the more active and passionate our membership is, the more that we will collectively be able to offer. Therefore, our expectation is that whether newcomers seek out membership individually as solitary members or come to us as part of one of our groups, each new member will take this commitment seriously and will come prepared to take on an active role in the community we are building together. Of course, active involvement is something that is expected to come and grow with time. In the beginning, the best way to demonstrate your commitment to being an active part of the church is to show up, share your voice, and take part in the activities being planned. As you establish yourself and your presence, we will always have need of people who wish to help by volunteering their time to help plan events, coordinate with charities, mentor newer members, facilitate new groups within the church, and so on. A true community is built by the efforts of those who are invested in it, and this is what we seek in our membership. After performing the self-dedication rite and submitting the application form, if accepted, you will be contacted and notified that you are now a member of the church and have taken your first steps upon the path of light and shadow. This period between the dedication and your baptism at first degree is known as the catechumenate. An organized time of formation and education and preparation for baptism, the catechumenate is the time for training and understanding about the divine, our way of the craft, and the meaning of life. According to Hippolytus's apostolic tradition, a third century document, adult converts to the early Christian faith were presented by teachers, by those who could vouch for them and entered into a three year period of study and preparation. In the church of light and shadow, you may expect to spend approximately nine to 12 months in this time. Someone asked, how do I go about joining? And the answer they give is that the first step is to perform the rite of self-dedication and fill out the membership application. And it says that all of your personal contact and identifying information is kept strictly confidential. Um, I also want to stress that I'm not uh, pushing for anyone to join this group. Um, I'm not affiliated with them in any way. I am not proselytizing or suggesting that anyone do anything or not do anything. Um, this is literally just something that I stumbled upon in research and thought was interesting. So um, this episode is not an endorsement of the Church of Light and Shadow, or any group for that matter. Um, this is just something that I literally just thought was cool and wanted to talk to you about. So don't take this as like me uh, encouraging you to do anything. Of course, if you read about it and think that it's for you and you want to join, cool. I just want to make it clear that I'm not telling anyone to do anything and I'm not like seeking members on behalf of any organization. Okay, so another question says, can I attend a few services or something before I decide to join? The answer is, sadly, given the state of our society and our dedication to our members' privacy and safety, that is generally not possible. While certainly inconvenient, we hope that you will appreciate our dedication to your own safety and privacy should you decide to join us. That said, after your self-dedication rite and meeting with a local group representative, it is possible they may invite you to an event or two, 
with the assent of all group members as a means of mutual evaluation. Next question says, what if I belong to another group, uh, magical group or church? They said, that's perfectly fine. We don't discourage members from having other memberships, nor do we require that you disclose those memberships to us. The last question says, I want to be a priest. How can I get ordained in your church? The answer says, ordination to the Luxembourg priesthood is taken very seriously. The general process is that any second degree, which may apply to our seminary program, upon graduation, ordination is not guaranteed. Candidates for ordination to the priesthood come out of our local communities. So if you're looking to be ordained, one, become a member, two, join or start a local group, and three, when you are a second degree member, contact a local bishop about the seminary program. So I think this is cool. I think it's an interesting mix um, of practices and ideas and things. And again, not I don't personally um, align with this, so it's not something that I would do. But um, I think it just shows an interesting perspective because there's a lot of shouting on the internet, especially about how you know paganism and Christianity or witchcraft and Christianity are completely incompatible and. For one thing in history, we see that that's not true because um, many folk magic customs of various locations and countries and places does blend elements of both. And uh, for those of you that think that this resonates or that it might be for you, uh, I don't want you to feel alienated. So I think this is a really cool opportunity for the people that it does uh, call to, even though it is certainly not for everyone. So I will include the link uh, to their website in this episode's description. But that is all I have for you guys today. Hope you enjoyed learning about something that I thought was interesting. And I will see you guys uh, next week.